Okay, we're coming around the bottom part of the hour. You know, I should mention, uh, some of you, I hope a lot of you, are maybe hearing this on Sunday because our show right now is uh, being replayed at 5 to 6 on Sunday nights on KNZZ, KGLN, and all of our associated stations, transmitters, reflectors, all that good stuff. And, of course, the ships at sea, which I I think I neglected to mention at the early part of the show, and we, uh, of course, want to reach those as well. But uh, the show is going to be on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, this Saturday, I believe we are preempted... (laughs) Which is why you're hearing it now. Uh, and so we're gonna, this is gonna be Sunday. It's gonna be recorded. Now, I'm going to start down the line when we've done this a little bit, start at putting new content in on Sunday too. Uh, maybe getting down in, uh, in the studio and doing some, some extra stuff on Sunday. And, uh, but right now we're, uh, this is, this show I believe is gonna be heard on, uh, all of our, Oh, possibly uh, podcasting as well as the radio stations. And I don't know if we'll be able to get it on the Internet and, or not. There's some issues out there that are very mysterious with the Internet. And uh, we're trying to make sure that we're uh, on there and not, uh, you know, knocked off by some uh, alien type of thing that's out there. I think we all know that where they're at. We've seen Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. We know aliens are among us. And uh, Lord knows what they're up to. But I do have some things I want to talk about in this segment, and I hope I can get through them. This is sort of the uh, uh, newsy segment uh, that we're reaching here. There's a lot of things that happened, and I, I kept track of them this week to bring to your attention in case you hadn't seen them. One of the things here in Colorado, and uh, not everybody's listening in color that's from Colorado, but it's the same a lot of other states. Colorado just seems to be showing a little bit more of it um, than some. But that is a campaign donations are very far behind here in Colorado for the Republican candidates. And when I looked at these numbers, this is from Axios Denver, uh, I was even surprised, and I knew these numbers were down. Oh, by the way, there are some people working outside the studio here. Uh, this is the problem with uh, democracy, is because I'm really only one person that uh, they inconvenience, where if they come in during the week to do this work that they're doing on the flooring, uh, there's a number of people, so I'm fairly outvoted. That's just how that works, you know, that radical democracy. Anyway, so here we go on some things. We'll just, uh, I think, kind of knock your socks off. Uh, here's the candidates. Look at, let's look at the governor's race here in Colorado. We have uh, Jared Polis, uh, the roundheaded kid, the luckiest roundheaded kid in America in the internet. Uh, made a lot of money. Doesn't have any sense, but does have some money. And uh, Heidi Ganahl, who is uh, the Republican candidate. Now, uh, Jared. I think I could call him Jared. I think, you know, if he were here, he'd let me, I'm sure. Uh, the governor has uh, raised $8 million, uh, and he has $3 million on uh, on hand. Now, that's pretty easy uh, for him because uh, he wrote himself a check for $7.1 million out of that $8 million uh, because he's very wealthy, and he bought the election last time. He'll try and buy it again this time. So he's raised eight. Uh, he spent seven apparently. Well, no, what am I saying? Seven. He spent five. He has three million on hand. And, uh, if necessary, I'm so sure he'll, uh, go through this, uh, penny drawer and, uh, find another million or two if he needs it. Uh, poor Heidi has raised two million, which is really a pretty good number. Uh, she only has 188,000 left right now. And she's still in the middle of fundraising. This just came out this last week. So hopefully some things came in. Phil Weiser. <laughs> Uh, the attorney general, the Democrat attorney general is running for reelection. Yeah. 
This is me shuddering. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I think, you know. Puny plan. Look around you. Yes, that that's kind of that's that's what I think of Phil Reiser. He is a puny plan. Um, he has raised four million dollars, has one million dollars on hand. His opponent, who I've met and talked to uh, and really like, John uh, Kellner, who is the uh, district attorney of the 18th judicial judicial district in Denver, which is Arapahoe County, that whole thing, and all the way down to Castle Rock. It's four counties. I was a I was a deputy DA there years ago, and so it's a special place for me. And it's a tough one to run, and I think it's the busiest district attorney's office in the state. And uh, John has managed to raise uh, two hundred and nine thousand dollars, and he has ninety one thousand dollars on hand. So Phil Weiser's already spent three million dollars, still has a million dollars, and uh, you know John Keller only raised two hundred nine to start with, right? So there's that. Jenna Griswold, the lunatic Secretary of State for Colorado, who uh, is just got to go. I don't, she's got, got to beat her. She's raised $4 million. She has 712000 on hand. Pam Anderson, who's running against her, has only raised 199000 and only has 33000 on hand as of this last reporting. Uh, that's not good and because Griswold has to go. I think that she's in more trouble than the money would indicate. And money isn't always the same thing. Look at look at Trump. He was outspent more to th- between three and five to one when he was elected president the first time, and uh, so. But it it, it helps. Now uh, the treasurer's race for Colorado, and I think uh, Lang Sias, who is the uh, treasurer candidate for the Republican side, really has a shot at this one. But he's only raised one hundred forty five thousand. I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, we've lost track of money in politics anymore because it, we we. Look at it comparatively. Oh, he's only raised one hundred forty-five thousand dollars. That used to be a lot of money, not that long ago. But now these PACs and out-of-state money and Act Blue is one of them for the Democrats, where they raise money online quite a bit. And one of the things that someone had discussed a while back, and I don't know if it's still going on or not, but you know, if you're trying to track where money comes from, because you know, if you if you make a donation, they have to know who who it is and where it came from and so forth, and you could how to verify that. Well, if you say go down and get a bunch of, uh, let's say these discount, well not discount cards, but these, uh, cards for like MasterCard and Visa and you buy them at, you know, some store, Walmart, Sam's Club or something. I know it's noisy. I, I apologize. It's the best I can do for now. It, it makes us feel like we're working, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, if you, if you do that and use that credit card, to, to pay for a campaign donation, how do you track who it really is if it's all online? This is something people are complaining about before because they sure raise a lot of money from some of this stuff. But uh, his opponent, Dave Young, uh, has 514000 he's raised and has 72000 on. What's interesting is that here on the Western Slope where I'm at, uh, people have raised and spent millions of dollars, I'm assuming on advertising and so forth, on the Democrat side, and we've seen almost none of it over here. Uh, a little bit of uh, stuff in the mailbox and a few things like that. So most of the Democrats have written us off. This is this is how this works, you know, to our advantage. They're spending all their money trying to convince people in Denver to get out the vote because that's where the votes are at. Our guys, many times, don't have that sense. They 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 think we're just going to vote for them anyway over here. You know, I've heard this said till I'm blue in the face. And they spend all their money fighting with these guys on the front range. And you understand a little of that. 
but just let's spend a little time shoring up your base. If you don't have an exceptional turnout in western Colorado, you're not going to win if you're Republican in a statewide race. So you better make sure that happens first, then go fight about everything else. Because if you peel off a two or three percentage over on the front range from a Democrat and you leave people twisting over here to where they're not enthused about you and they don't make sure they vote and their family members vote and their neighbors vote, really get out and work for you, you're not going to win. So you better get your priorities straight. Anyway, it's 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 sad to see how much how much money is going in. I, I would I would point out that of the four statewide candidates there, you know, uh, the four offices that are statewide, that the Democrats have raised 13 times as much money as the challengers. Now, some of that, of course, is because of Polis's big money, but some of it's just they're they're dragging money in from rich people all over the place, and a lot of them aren't from here. And uh, it's it's going to influence things. It's not it's not dispositive, but it's a little shocking. I have to say, it is a little shocking. And uh, I'm worried that the re- Republicans nationally are, and you hear my shuffling papers, um, are you know hopeful, but not as hopeful as they I would like them to be. You know, Joe O'Day, who you've heard me complain about because he doesn't campaign enough over here. Hopefully that changes. Um, is, was in a pretty good cash crunch, and the National Republican Senatorial Committee has reportedly uh, pulled some uh, some money for TV ads in Colorado and Washington because the Washington state race might, you know, Patty Murray up there is not doing so hot. They're within striking distance of her, but what they're afraid of is that in the at the end they'll just get, you know, inundated with money and ad buys. And what do you do with ad buys? Is not only can you get your message out. But you can so flood the airways that the other side can't get theirs on at all. And so um, they have tried to pull some money into Colorado for O'Day, but, I mean, it's not, you know, I, did, I don't have a report on that one uh, because it's a it's a it's not a statewide race, but it's a federal race. But I know that um, it's it's a little, little like this one here and the rest of them in terms of monetary uh, fundraising. And one of the things that they point out here in this Axios ad is that outside GOP groups are spending one-tenth as much in Colorado in this year's U.S. Senate race compared to the 2020 contest when Hickenlooper won and Cory Gardner lost, which was terrible. Hickenlooper didn't even want to be – he even said he didn't want to be a senator and we still got elected. Um, and he's disappeared now except for I think twice he's popped up and said something stupid and then, you know, went back to ground or, you know, into his burrow like many rabbits do. And uh, but the uh, Democrat spending to help uh, Michael Bennett's down a little bit, but not as much as the uh, spending for the Senate race in Colorado from the GOP side. Those are not great. Those are not great signs, but it, it can be changed. And I, I have some confidence in this. Those numbers can be defeated by turnout uh, because I believe we have a lot better messaging in terms of amongst the people. I'm not suggesting some of these politicians do. I think nationally there's a few people that have messaging that's not very good. I think uh, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania against that Lurch character. Well, he's not really Lurch, of course. He's not Lurch for those of the Adams family. He's Fester. We all know that. Uh, is, uh, you know, he, he wasn't focused enough. I mean, I saw some of his campaign ads and they looked like something off, you know, kind of a TV show. I'm at the, I'm at the supermarket. This is how much things cost. It wasn't as compelling. I think he's getting his messaging down about crime and issues that really touch people. And, you know, it's the pocketbook, yes. 
But I'm telling you, crime is a huge, huge thing. When people are afraid to go out or when they see that the rule of law is like all but disappeared, then they they don't know what to do and they look for a leader. That's an opportunity for somebody to point out that these policies that the Democrats have put out there are not just wrong and not just policies that are harmful to the economy and our way of life kind of generally, but they're dangerous. And they've been proven to be very dangerous. This 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 nitwit Fetterman is on record saying that he wants to do away with uh, life in prison in Pennsylvania. And he thinks that they could let one third of the people out serving long sentences in Pennsylvania and not cause any damage or threat to the uh, people of the state. That's idiotic, dangerously idiotic. Uh, he's trying to court this weird voting segment that I hope doesn't exist out there as much as they think it is, that, that don't like the cops, don't like the criminal justice system, thinks everything's bad, and that if we just let people alone, they do the right thing. Well, if we need to do the right thing, which is go out and commit crimes and victimize people, yeah, that's what's going to happen. But uh, it's frightening. And I'm, I'm hoping these people have turned the corner and managed to realize that uh, it was incredibly important that they touch on this issue. Uh, the economy's super important, but people know that. Uh, but they're starting to get a sense of, of how unsafe they are in many of these states, including here in Colorado. Uh, even where I'm at, violent crime is up, despite the fact that they spend tons of money, but then we have uh, troglites that uh, run the city. And, uh, and if you are one of them and you're listening, you're not included because you're listening to the show. But there are people over there that I don't know what they think money does, but it doesn't do anything to help us, at least not in their hands. Okay, let's move to another story that will make you a little bit uh, antsy. Uh, I've got one right after it that will really get you. This one is uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, they had to have a judge rule that <laughs> the election commission people, the clerks, right, the county, their county clerks there, can't, quote, cure mail-in ballot information by filling in incomplete or inaccurate information on the envelope, like, you know, addresses and all that kind of stuff. So they are trying to uh, make them stop that because they were filling them out, uh, even without contacting the people to see if this was your ballot, you want to correct it, which is normally as far as you can go. They were letting the clerks just correct them when they'd come in. Oh, I think I know who that person is, you know, and they're filling it out. I mean... And so they passed a rule in the, uh, they passed a motion in the Joint Committee for Review and Administrative Rules in the legislature that said they needed to stop that. Well, obviously, as we could have guessed, the Wisconsin Elections Commission ignored, ignored that, said they were going to continue to do it. So they went to court and got a judge to order them to stop. They, of course, appeal that. But can you imagine that? Who thought that the, that people could just start correcting your ballot when it came in if there was incorrect information on the outside of it? Not changing the uh, the vote inside, but correcting to see if it was filled out correctly. I mean, the whole point of that is if you're not filling the vote out correctly, the, the ballot out correctly, and the outside is, it's hard to trust that this comes from the right person. So that's why they don't allow that. All right. Here's another story that is uh, – I'm working you people up, I know. I, I mean, let's, let's take a little break here. Okay, here we go. This is from New York City. It's just, and the reason I talk about these different places is because it's all coming to where you live, folks. I don't care where you're at. This is coming. 
This is uh, the the Democrat progressive wing of the party, especially they the butterfly effect. I mean, when when their leaders and if you can imagine this, this uh, <laughs> Kathy Hochul <laughs> being thought of as a leader by anybody is hilarious. But when they do things in these big states, the people in other states just start, oh, oh we should do that here, too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. We should just have all electric everything. Just nothing should be gasoline uh, or even uh, we shouldn't generate electricity at all with anything except other electricity. Trust me, there are people that think you can do that. I, I don't not met them, but I think they're out there. Anyway, she wants credit card companies to do their part. What do they want them to do? They want them to track gun purchases on credit cards. They want to label any credit card purchases for firearms that seem suspicious and report them to authorities. Now, what she says is that many of the credit card companies are based in New York, many of them in Delaware, by the way, um, and uh, she wants to put some state regulations in uh, that uh, to do their part for gun control. She's, quote, urging Visa, American Express, and MasterCard to take action to do their part. Um, in other words, you know, flag suspicious purchases. Well, credit card companies do that with a lot of things already. Uh, suspicious purchases. You know, you'll get a, a note back. Did you did you buy this uh, five tons of popcorn or whatever the case may be? Um, to find out that's in fact you. Well, now there's a lot of suspicious things like if you're buying too many guns, that could be very suspicious, uh, or ammunition. And there's a couple of things when I saw this that that concerned me. One is flagging purchases from firearms uh, and turning them over to authorities is pretty much a way to come create another gun registry uh, if you decide that any gun purchase is suspicious I'm, they're not saying that but I don't trust them and these uh, ammunition purchases you remember if you ever hear a story about someone that they, they run into that has ammunition these hysterical nitwits in cities who've never seen a firearm except on television uh, and don't know the difference between a bullet and a round of ammunition that the bullet is part of the round will say things like, and he was caught with a hundred rounds of ammunition. Like that, okay, that's it. The guy's crazy. He wants to kill a hundred people. That's what they say. 250 rounds. He had a storehouse of his, you know. And they make it seem like you have an armory there. Well, I know lots of people that have a lot more ammunition than that because they buy it when it's on sale. They shoot a lot and they go through it. Oh, good. They're pounding now out there. That's good. I like that. At least I know they're working. Um, and so it's very troubling. Very troubling indeed that she's pushing this. And everywhere we go now, this technology is being used against us. I don't have any knowledge on this or anything, but what I would say or what I'm going to do is not everybody can pay cash for firearms, but uh, if he can, I might I might think about that. But what I would say is, if possible, I would pay cash for ammunition every place I went. I don't need it, you know, I don't need them to know, you know, if I, if I buy a hundred rounds of ammunition because it's cheap or if you go down and buy a thousand rounds because you get a great deal, uh, on it, which is many times you do. I don't think the credit card companies need to be reporting that to anybody. And we got to see how this shakes out, but it's very disturbing when you stop and think about it. Okay. Let's see. The pounding has stopped out there. I wonder what's going on. I'm afraid to look. Here's the other one. I'm kind of working up to this one because it's, it's kind of funny. There's this terrible case in Las Vegas where uh, a Democrat party, you probably didn't know that he was a Democrat, uh, politician there, uh, was running in a primary. 
and the Las Vegas Review Journal, which is not a conservative paper, had been digging up some stuff about him having some inappropriate relationships with staff and a few other things, and he lost the primary. And he blamed the newspaper and his particular writer uh, in general. The writer's name was uh, Jeff German. And he had been saying all kinds of things on social media, which is just social media is just a sewer. I'm sorry for that kind of stuff. And the guy turned up dead, right? He was stabbed to death at his house. Oh, good, more pounding. Uh, and they f- figured out who it was. You know who it was? Hey, it was the guy that hated him and was the Democrat office holder that lost a primary. Wow, who would have thunk it? And uh, had the worst disguise in the world, if you ever see it. It's uh, like this big, like, landscaper's hat, you know, that keeps the sun off you. That's about, you know, this one is about the size of, oh, I don't know, uh, a small, older Volkswagen. And uh, he's wearing, like, a yellow vest, like he's directing traffic and all this big baggy clothing so that if any cameras saw him, they couldn't find him. Unfortunately, I guess they turned up some DNA there. But it's a terrible story. And so they arrest this character. And at the press conference, at the press conference, one of the uh, reporters, right, they asked the sheriff. I'm trying to figure out how to put this so it makes sense. The reporter asked the sheriff if he would agree that Trump was partially responsible for this murder because he had encouraged violence against the media. Okay? That's how bad this Trump derangement syndrome has gotten. This had absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump. And this reporter had to ask the sheriff there uh, if he blamed Donald Trump for the level of political discourse and somehow being connected to this. That's what you're struggling against, my friends. Keep up that struggle. Vote. Help the candidates. Send a little money if you can. Spend your time trying to turn neighbors out. That's super important. We'll be back next week. Take care.